You are listening to News and Views, the Quint's podcast series where we introduce you to some of the greatest minds across different fields through in-depth interviews. India is once again seeing a spike in COVID cases. Today, that is the 14th of April, we recorded over 11,000 fresh cases in the last 24 hours. This is the highest number of cases to be recorded in a single day this year. Uh, yesterday as well, we saw over 10,000 cases and the day before that, we had over 9,000 cases. And this upward trend has been going on for a couple of weeks now. Uh, hello everyone, my name is Anushka. I'm a health reporter with The Quint. And to help us understand the COVID situation in the country right now and how seriously we should be taking it, I'm joined today by Dr. Srinath Reddy. He's a public health expert as well as past president of Public Health Foundation of India. Thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Reddy. Happy to be here with you. Uh, so diving right in, can you tell us a little bit about your assessment of the situation right now? Why are we seeing a spike in cases after a lull of almost, you know, a few months? Well, we know that this particular virus is going to stay with us, even though the subvariants may keep changing. Omicron has had a fairly long stay and so far has not been displaced by a new virus form of SARS-CoV-2. It's only the subvariants of Omicron that are proliferating and appearing. Uh, now, it is also true that many of these viruses will surge in a cyclical manner. In fact, we know that happens with flu. We know that happens with common cold viruses. It is because of a combination of several factors, partly It is related to the overall weather and the climatic changes. Partly, it is also related to changing levels of immunity in the host population. Partly, it's also related to the change in behavioral patterns when people are less likely to take personal precautions. Then again, there could be a surge. So for a variety of reasons, I think we will get periodic uh, spikes. Uh, this is going to be an ongoing phenomenon that we will continue to see. Uh, but the important thing is not to get very worried about it. As long as it's Omicron and its subvariants that are dominating the scene and no further variant emerges with a higher level of virulence, and we do not see a surge in number of cases requiring hospitalization for serious illness, I do not think we have much cause to worry. Of course, people do need to take certain personal precautions, particularly people whose levels of immunity are likely to be low because of their immunosuppressed or immunocompromised. But I believe as far as the general population overall is concerned, we have to accept the fact that this virus will be there, will surge periodically. And as long as it does not cause waves of severe infection with hospitalization and deaths, we'll have to accept that level of coexistence. And also, uh, let's talk a little bit about the XBB 1.16 variant of Omicron. What do we know about the nature of this variant? Um, Is it causing more severe illness? Is it causing different um, symptoms as compared to previous variants? Is Is it something that we should be concerned about? Well, each variant will have slight change in its behavioral pattern. It won't be identical to the previous variant. But as long as it is not invading the lower respiratory tract, 
as long as it's not invading the blood vessels and getting distributed to all other vital organs in the body, we do not have much to worry about. Apart from the usual features of common cold and cough, uh, which are associated with this kind of upper respiratory infections, body aches and malaise, uh, increasing involvement of ice is being reported, increasing involvement of uh, uh, some of the uh, other uh, GI symptoms like diarrhea is being reported. Uh, so obviously there are some manifestations that are slightly different, but the important thing is, is it causing severe illness of a nature that lands people in hospital, especially in intensive care? The answer appears to be no, from wherever this is being reported, and not only from India, but elsewhere too. So that is the comforting factor at the moment. And uh, you did mention that we shouldn't really be uh, worried about it and we should be expecting waves like this periodically. Uh, but do you think this variant has the potential to lead to a pandemic-like situation in the future? Like people are wondering if, you know, if this spike in cases could lead to uh, something like a situation that we saw in uh, mid-2021, for instance. If you're asking about a pandemic, as one where multiple countries are involved, it's already there and it will continue to be there. Now, is it going to be endemic with periodic uh, spikes? That is most likely the situation that will happen. But if you are talking about pandemic in terms of a public health emergency of international concern, which is what we are really worried about, then it's unlikely to be so because we are seeing this particular variant in multiple countries. It has already emerged in the United States before it uh, was reported in high numbers in India and elsewhere too. And we have not heard any reports of high levels of hospitalization. And in fact, for that reason, the World Health Organization has withdrawn the label of uh, variant of concern from some of the recent uh, uh, Omicron subtypes. So if we are really talking about a pandemic in terms of a public health emergency of international concern, as long as Omicron continues to hold sway and doesn't yield place to a more virulent form of the virus, I think we will not see a pandemic. But in terms of having this virus stay with us across the world in multiple populations and keep reappearing periodically, yes, it's going to be a constant guest. It's not a, a periodic uh, invader. Also, something else that I have been wondering as well is uh, whether the sudden spike that we're seeing now could have more to do with the number of people getting tested rather than, you know, the realistic spike in cases. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, it depends upon the number of people getting tested, of course, but it's also likely that as you're performing more tests, you'll see the more number of cases. But it's also true that whatever counts we have are unlikely to be accurate because think of it like a pyramid the big broad bottom portion of the pyramid the big base of the pyramid is where you will have a large number of people who are asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic and do not get tested so we do not have any idea about how many of them are there if you do an antibody survey in the population you'll find that there are plenty of them who probably got infected then in the mid-level, you have people who have mild to moderate infection and did get tested, and, but did not get into hospital. Now, that is where we will have some numbers, 
but that's not a cause for worry. Most of them have been managed on self-care or home care. It is at the top of the pyramid, which is narrower, where people are getting seriously ill, require hospitalization, whether they get into intensive care, whether they get into ventilators, or unfortunately die. Those numbers, if they're not uh, fairly high, then we do not have to panic. Of course, we would like to prevent serious illness. We would like to prevent um, deaths. And in fact, we would even like to prevent infection because we do not still know about long, long COVID uh, among people. But the lesson is very clear. People who have been vaccinated or have had previously natural infection with some level of persistent immunity, even if the antibodies are faded, the cellular immunity may still remain. The memory cells may get activated and again, uh, provide some protection if exposed to the virus. Uh, these people are not going to be at great trouble uh, because of this kind of immunity. But it's people with fading immunity because they've got comorbidities or poor immune status because of advanced age who ought to be much more careful. And that's where we'll have to worry about. So vaccination prevents severe illness. Even previous natural infection prevents severe illness. But if you're exposed to the virus, it will not prevent it from entering your upper respiratory tract. It will not prevent infection. For that, you'll have to use masks. You'll have to use other methods um, so that you don't expose yourself unnecessarily to the virus by avoiding uh, crowds, uh, moving only in well-ventilated places and so on. So uh, these lessons will continue with us. But the important thing is from the public health point of view, is it a major threat to health in terms of severe infections and deaths? At the moment, the answer is reassuringly no. Well, thank you so much, sir. That's all the questions I had. So thank you for your time. News and Views is a Quint original podcast executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Anushka Rajesh, produced by Prateek Lidhu, and edited by Anjali Palod. It uses music from BMG Production Music. You were listening to The Quinn's Podcast.